Yora, Koto, everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Live podcast. <laughs> Whenever I say that, I always forget who I am, where I am. Um, I'm very excited. <sighs> Big smile. Uh, to be interviewing Kate Rich, who is entrepreneur coach. Um, and at the Rich... Uh, my God, I've forgotten everything in my brain tonight. Um, contrib contributing coach at the Travel Bootcamp team, speaker and all-round legend. Um, you are Canadian. It is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what a day. Um, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. And kia ora, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. I, um, <laughs> I just, I rang up somebody today and on the call, I said to them, can't actually remember who I've phoned. Who, who is it? And they were like, Jane, <laughs> I think you need to uh, have a day off. So it's kind of like, it feels like a Thursday, but it's Tuesday. Um, how are you and how are you? Yeah, fantastic. I was going to say, it sounds like you have a case of pandemic brain meets mum brain, which, you know, is, is something I know everybody's struggling right now with the pandemic, uh, what I would call the pandemic brain. I was thinking about something the other day. I had, I have, I have to tell you this funny little story. I had this massive tub of popcorn. So I have a, for those who don't know me, I have a bit of a popcorn obsession. And I had put a very suitable amount of butter. In fact, many people might suggest far too much butter on this popcorn. And I was about to get into the bathtub and instead I dumped the entire tub of popcorn. This is my version of pandemic brain. You know, thinking about all the exciting things we're doing to pivot the business, dumped my entire bowl of popcorn on the floor. And my partner just hears from the other room, no. <laughs> and I think I even asked him if I was allowed to eat some of it off the floor, um, which I was assured I was not. So <laughs> we're, we bought, we all have this impacting us in our own ways. Here, don't don't worry. My, uh, my daughter tonight uh, dropped some of this delicious, um, like mayonnaise thing that I'd made and it was so delicious. She dropped a big dollop of it on the table and I picked up my potato and said to my husband, I'm going to eat that and scooped it off the table. <laughs> and he's like, five okay, second roll. Whatever. Who cares? Um, so I first met you um, when I was doing the travel boot camp, um, kind of in real life. So the two day in Queenstown. And I was like, yeah, who the hell is this woman? What, what is she going to offer me? And then I signed up for the summer boot camp where I got to know you a little bit better. And then I, um, you, you, have this, you have this amazing way of making everybody have FOMO because they want into all the things that you're doing. Um, and then I signed up for your adventurous um, experience with, uh, there were, I think there were about 10 of us then, 15 of us. Um, of amazing women who are kind of still, you know, going through all the trials and tribulations of business. Um, and completely, and I'm going to say this truthfully and honestly, and I'm not paid to say this, completely and honestly changed <laughs> my life. Like, just completely changed the way I think about business and the way I think about money and the way I think about myself. Um, and, and I do accept a lot of it is around me and the work that I put in, but just... The stuff that you teach is, 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 is really simple and yet really effective. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your business and where that came into play for you. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for the lovely acknowledgement. Um, you know, it is simple, but it isn't easy, right? If it were, if it were easy, everybody would be doing all the things that they know to do, right? Like yeah. almost every single person can sit down right now and think of 
one thing or three things or 10 things that they could be doing or they feel like they should be doing. And so really for me, um, you know, to explain a little bit about my philosophy and, and what I teach, I think it's best to provide a little context to where it came from. And, you know, Jane, obviously you know me and one of the things that, that you may remember from, from when we first met at Travel Bootcamp is I talked a little bit about how I ended up in the coaching industry and it's a combination of two things, illness and revenge. So <laughs> it might seem like a cocktail. The, the perfect cocktail for a happy life, right? The perfect cocktail for the rich life. Um, but no, originally, you know, I was in the luxury travel space and um, I was in the journalism space. And unfortunately, I have rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, I'm actually experiencing a bit of a flare up now with all the things that are going on. And, you know, our bodies manifest stress in weird ways. And for me, you know, mine is not actively feeling stress, but that does come up obviously in in uh, having an autoimmune disorder. But that was one of the things for me was I, um, my illness went from, you know, absolutely nothing. I was young, I was in my early 20s, I was healthy, I was excelling in my career, I was working my way up the PR ladder, you know, I was 20s, early 20s writing speeches for cabinet ministers in Canada and anchoring the evening news. And I just started to feel uh, really shitty and I couldn't explain it. And over a period of months, it turned out that I was, I was basically sleeping under my desk at work and I was uh, you know, going to sleep at 5 p.m. every night and sleeping all the way through until I got up to go to work the next day and still sleeping under the desk. And um, you know, when I was, I, I was diagnosed with this debilitating autoimmune disorder, I was, I was told really that within five years, I wouldn't be likely able to work. Like I'd probably be on permanent disability. And for somebody with my, I mean, for anybody, but especially for somebody with my level of drive and desire to do something cool with my life, it was a real shocker for me. And so when my doctor said to me, like, you have to remove all the stress for your life from your life, and you've got to figure out how to do things differently. I took that really seriously. Yeah. And so that's when I put all my stuff into storage and, you know, came to Australia seeking some warmth, which obviously at the moment with the <laughs> pandemic, I am not warm. I am very cold. Um, <laughs> and it is very, well, actually, mom's just told me that it's one of the coldest Julys on record in Canada. So I'm not feeling so bad about missing Canadian summer after all. But, um, you know, I came over here to, to get the sunshine and to reduce my stress. And so ultimately I knew that I still had just as many dreams as I had before, but I needed a a more manageable way to handle them. I needed to learn how to manage my own overwhelm. I needed to learn how to manage my own judgment of myself that caused me a lot of stress because I was really hard on myself. I needed to learn that I was actually worthy just by existing. I didn't have to do, do anything more to be worthy. And I had to learn the routine and balance and I had to figure out how to do so much more, like how to compress all the ambition that I had into these little tiny bite-sized chunks when I actually had the energy to do them. And that's the illness piece. <laughs> the revenge piece is that I ended up in a relationship with a coach and built essentially his business, which turned into our business. And it went sideways and I got locked out and I was never paid back or compensated for anything. And in fact, never heard from him again. And so, you know, I was really up shit Creek. I, I had sort of figured out how to, after coming back from illness, I'd figured out how to, to make it all happen. And I lost my business. And so I had to, 
I had to figure out something new. And that's when I realized that the person I wanted to help was really the me, you know, the me of five years ago or seven years ago or 10, 10 years ago who had a dream, was really unclear, had no idea how to get there and sort of almost wound themselves into this like overwhelmed cycle that, you know, illness was just the way it manifested for me but it manifests for different people in all kinds of different ways. And so ultimately, ultimately I decided I wanted to work with women who, women who wanted to live a rich life, who wanted to live a free life, who didn't want to feel trapped or constrained or held back in any, any way by themselves or by other people. And out of all of these things swirling around came the brand, the rich coach to help people live a rich life and move out of the the mindsets that they the mindset that they have a limitation or that their circumstance will dictate the result that they create in their life and i just went like so (laughs) please interject (laughs) i was gonna gonna say did that story for you weave its way to why you work with women but you just answered that and i think there's that there's a thing that goes around that i've seen you know heaps about that you know um a man sees a job application and a woman sees a job application and the guy just goes for it anyway. And the woman goes, Ooh, better not. And it's, and it, you know, it's Mm -hmm. written in so many different ways, but it's so flipping true. It's like, we just constantly, um, worry about whether we're good enough or whether we should, or the guilt and the shame that we, and then we get in this cycle and just go round and round and round. And then we end up kind of where I was to a point like five years ago where I was like, what is this? what's the fucking point i'm doing all this work i'm busting my ass i know the stuff i do is good but i want somebody to just i want someone to discover it rather than i'm going to put it out there itself and nobody's going to give it to me it's not going to get handed to me on a platter there's a million other people doing the same thing as me but my thing is me so nobody else is doing that and i'm learning about you know the the biggest biggest thing i've learned from you is that thing of there is no kind of you've made it woo you get to the top of the sydney opera house steps and run around you know i love that thing you did yeah like you don't ever get there but you you get to a a there and then there's another there and then there's another there and then there's a shitty there and then there's a all for holiday there do you know um and then you Mm. pick it up and you you keep going and you keep moving forward um yeah, well, and the combination of, of the last couple of things you shared, you know, when I was in that business with my with my previous business partner and we had our very first partnership photo shoot done, I'm actually standing just behind him in all the photos. And it was really interesting because he was this like really enigmatic, um, I say was, he's passed away since, but he was this really like enigmatic sort of personality. And he really eclipsed the room in a way that, you know, I sort of naturally do in my, what I call my internal radiance. So, you know, one of the exercises we do, obviously, as you know, is to, to find out like, what are those innate qualities of your being that you want to bring into the way you do your doing and the way you live your life. And I allowed my light because I wasn't totally confident to back myself. I actually allowed my light to shrink beside someone else's light. And obviously we don't need to shrink just because someone else is shining. But I think for me, I had to have it all fall apart and I had to be literally forced to back myself. Like, cool. Okay, Kate, there's nobody else to run this business now. (laughs) There's nobody else to be the face of this business. Like this is, you know, and like you said, we, we all go through 
the same stories that we have. They're stories mostly from our childhood about why we're not enough or why we have to do it this way or why this is the right way or why we have to get it perfect, whatever it is. And the story doesn't disappear as soon as we become successful, as soon as we become skilled. Uh, I, I would almost compare it, not, I'm not a big video gamer, but I do have brothers. And it's kind of like every level of success we get to, we get to the next boss at the end of the, at the end of the level. Yeah. Right. And at the beginning, the, it, but unlike the video game where the bosses get worse and worse every time, it's actually kind of the opposite, right? At the beginning, when you're starting the boss at the end of each level of success seems really scary and daunting. And maybe, you know, you lose all the lives and you have to start the game 15 times over to actually, be able to get past that and get to the next level. But then you have that experience and you have the skills and you have the knowledge and you have learned to release the self-judgment through this work that we do around mindset so that when you get to the next boss, it doesn't feel so big. You know, when you get to that, that next boss, yes, it's, it's like, it's the next mountain peak to scale, yeah. but you have more equipment in which to scale that. And you recognize you're not <laughs> going to get to the top without stopping to eat or have supplies or even like have the right shoes on, right? You go and you get the skills you need and you take the time you need to get to the top and you're able to consistently execute without all that self-judgment in the way. Yeah, totally. And I also think, cause I'm, you know, I'm still a slight cynic around life anyway. Um, but I was a real cynic at the start of kind of probably boot camp because and I, and I look back now and I think, what was that about? And, and I, the thing that I think it was is because I was surrounded by, or I'd only ever been subjected to business coaches who were men. So I, I'd only ever seen this over the top, massive, larger than life, you know, mm. talking about pivoting and money and, uh, and I was like, fuck off. Like, I don't. So anytime, yeah. that, anytime that language about business coaches or mentors or whoever came in front of me, I instantly went, mm -hmm. I can fucking do it myself. Um, you can tell I'm getting emotional because I'm saying fuck lots of times. But it was, and I realized <laughs> that was why, because, and also I've, I've probably been surrounded by men in business who never sleep, never eat, exercise, sleep under the desk work 27 hours a day and if you have a holiday mm. well what you know and if you go to bed at 9 30 p.m then you're a loser and you're never going to succeed so for me I constantly pushed against that and said I don't want to be part of that world so yeah. I'm not going to so I wouldn't I wouldn't learn and I wouldn't move forward and I just I was just stuck in this revolving cycle of life shit business is shit it's never going to get anywhere I might as well give up until I yeah. discovered you <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing to hear. Well, and what I would say, what I would say is that um, you know we could talk all day for the on this topic of like masculine and feminine and the way that men and women do business and the way that more masculine women do business and more mas more feminine men yeah. do business, right? Like we could talk about this for ages because we all have that masculine and feminine energy, but this really traditional idea of success, this really traditional idea of how you have to live and work. Um, you know, it has women kind of being men in a men's world. And it isn't healthy for us. It isn't healthy. It isn't healthy for the men in our society for us to perpetuate the idea that that's what success has to look like for them either, right? That's the sort of toxic masculine we talk about. And ultimately, it comes down to 
most of us have some kind of programming about what success looks like to us. And the very first thing is for us to actually reprogram that from either what we were taught or what we experienced in our life that we had to do in order to be enough. And to say like, well, what I actually want success to look like. Cool, does success mean that I get to, <laughs> I get to wake up every single day and sit on my patio here by Bondi Beach and drink my coffee out of my mug that says, have a fucking nice day with daisies on it, right? Like, <laughs> it, you know, that, that might be like my idea of success. Like for yeah. me, that is one of the markers of success is that I get to wake up in the morning and have the time to myself to do what I want on my clock, on my schedule, working with clients I adore, like yourself, you know, that I want to be around, working with business partners and collaborators that I enjoy, and doing things that I love that make a difference, right? And having the freedom and flexibility. You know, I've been, I've been uh, traveling most of the last 10 years. Obviously, it's, a, it's been a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a lifestyle shock for me to <laughs> settle into the pandemic life. Um, yeah, but, but again, like everyone has a different idea of what, what their dream looks like. I say if, if you had a magic wand and it's a bit cheesy, but really like if you stripped away all the bullshit of who you thought you had to be and how you thought you had to do things and you got to choose and you got to be in the driver's seat of every decision in your life, you don't even have to get there to be happy, right? Like you will be so clear on where you're going, so clear on what micro steps you're gonna take. I talk about the micro step, as you know, that adds up to create a macro result. Like yep. you are so clear on what you're gonna wake up doing each day and who you wanna be each day that you're going to learn to celebrate those little wins and reward yourself and have fun and enjoy the day. And then when you enjoy every day, you're enjoying every element of your life, whether you are there yet or not. Because yeah, you're always going to move that goalpost. You've created a business that, you know, uh, I'm going to be in for, well, probably till I'm about 107. So, you know, I'm here forever. That's good to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, obviously in our, especially in our group programs, it's, it's so rewarding and fun for me to see people like you excel, you know, to get a text from you that says, oh my God, Kate, I set a financial goal and I have more than tripled it. I think you triple and a half it. What do we even call that? Clearly it's late at night, triple and a half, you know, to get that message from you being like, look at my wins. Like that is, that is so cool. And I'm, I'm really proud of having a business that helps people enjoy the, the lives we have because our lives are short and we only get one. And they can change in the blink of an eye, as we've all learned. Totally. And just to really quickly touch on, um, you know, worldwide pandemic hit, boom. Um, mm. Did you have, do you, you know, we all had a pity party for, well, I think Le we took Leanne said she went to bed for a month and said, fuck this, and <laughs> didn't get out of bed. Um, what happened to you? Because I know you, you touched on it really mm. quickly. And how did you just get out of that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think initially my, as somebody who lives part-time in Australia and part-time in Canada and has my partner here, but my family there and I have my house over there, but then I have all this, you know, we just set up apartment in Sydney and we just bought all this furniture. And so I think initially the biggest stressor for me is, was going to be the impact to my, you know, should we quickly put all of our stuff in storage and freak out and go back to Canada. Like, is my healthcare in Australia going to expire? And I have a history of autoimmune disorder, like all this kind of stuff. It was, for me, the initial stress was more the logistics of my life. Yeah. And 
obviously we decided to stay and then that became like, oh, that's interesting. You know, oop, there's a client that isn't going to renew yet because, <laughs> because they're all in travel and events and they've lost their income. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there. It's like, oh, there it is. Like yeah. just kept going. Right. <clears throat> Until, you know, I probably lost in March and April, like $150,000 of contracts, pretty much just like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think I felt, um, I didn't feel so concerned for the business as I felt just like, uh, I, I definitely felt the emotion of like the, the I, I'm an empath and I, I think you are too, Jane. And I, I felt, I think the weight of the world and people's fear. And as somebody who's used to holding space for, for people's emotion, um, I think I, I, I needed to back away from that a little bit and I needed to just spend some time looking after my own emotion about it and, you know, the thought that, oh, I might not see my family for quite some time, <laughs> all these things. And, and I know you can relate to that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, it was not pushing the emotion away. It was actually sitting into the emotion and asking myself, okay, what is actually true? Like, what are the facts of the situation right now? The facts is, you know, the facts are our businesses drop. The fact is I'm probably going to be in this country for a long time and I'm not going to be going anywhere. And, and I was able to distill it down to the fact that, you know, even some of those, some of these things were really upsetting. Um, you know, ultimately they, they were still what I would call a first world problem. Like I still had my health, my family was okay. My friends were okay. And to me, like at any moment in our lives when we feel overwhelmed, because I think that's what the pandemic is, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's overwhelm on an epic proportion yes, yes, <laughs> for yes. everybody, right? Yes. And so, you know, for me, it was, you know, every moment that I'm in, if I find myself in, in overwhelm, because obviously the more successful I get, the more stuff I take on because that's how you create things. And, you know, it was actually just sitting into that and saying, okay, in this moment right now, everyone's fine. Like I'm fine. My family's fine. We're okay. Yeah. And and to stick to that and then to be able to actually ask, okay, so 20, 2020, like I had a whole, we call them flight plans, as you know, Jane, like I had a whole flight plan for what my life was going to look like. And obviously 2020 didn't go that way for me or anybody else. And I actually just said, okay, cool. Didn't go that way. <laughs> now in this new set of circumstances, <laughs> how can I still have the life I want? Right. How can I still have the business I want? Um, and coming out of that, you know, we've been able to create, something really beautiful. I mean, I've pivoted and created products I've had multi six figure launch for, um, it, even during COVID and even with travel as a demographic. Um, you know, I've, I've decided with my partner that we're going to get a, <laughs> we're looking for a trophy and we're going to take a road trip around Australia while we're stuck here, you know, like stuck here again, right? Like we, we get to be here and we're grateful for that. So it's, it's all about, I think, feeling the emotion, accepting what is, and then, choosing what you what you actually want to create from here yeah totally. and that's what i've i've done yeah and um yeah that's that's what you've been doing too you know, yeah and, you I, and i know that i it took me a while because i went oh my god my business has died and then and then my brain mm. died into my other job so that was you know doing that and then i started a podcast because i just wanted to not talk to my family for half an hour <laughs> like that was the reason <laughs> everyone's like yeah. deep and meaningful about the podcast and i'm like i didn't want to talk to my husband for half an hour like that was it um and then, and then I sat down with my flight plan and I wrote a, and I actually called it my fucking COVID flight plan. 
<laughs> yep. And I rewrote it and I said, what, right, what, what's gonna, what can I do? What are three things that I can do tomorrow? And it was write an email to all these companies I've worked with to mm. just say, not I want to work with you, just how are you? How are you? And that was the first step was I'm not asking for anything. I'm just finding out how you are. And, and that from that conversation started another conversation to them saying, we remember you asked how we were and now we want to do some stuff with you because you were a real human being, you know? Uh, and that's just yeah. how it started again. That was it. And then- Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. And I mean, you're, you know, you're doing, amazingly well this month, you know, I'm, and, and, you know, you're on your way to a really amazing destination that you're, I know, excited about as you're reimagining what that looks like. Yeah. And I think that it comes down to feeling the feels and then being able to be there for others as well. Right. Like that's what we, that's what we immediately did. We said, okay, it's COVID people are more overwhelmed than ever. How can we help our clients? Right. Like totally. let's, yeah, let's add extra coaching calls. Yeah. Let's I know. Yeah. All the things, right? And I laughed this morning because um, a six, she's, yeah, 16 year old was uh, just doing some holiday work in this cafe I was in. And she said to me, what did you want to do when you were my age? And I went, love, I'm 41. And I still don't know what I want to do. And she looked at me <laughs> like, what? Like you've not sorted that out yet? And I'm like, nope. Still happening. Still happening. So funny. Still working it out. Yeah. And, and that's good, right? Like that's, that's the thing we get to create ourselves. This isn't our parents or grandparents generation where we were in one job for 35 years. This is, you know, we have the great privilege of, yeah. of choice yeah. and yeah. that choice can be overwhelming. Yeah. So we got to learn to rain. We got to learn to rain in, right. <laughs> rain in the feelings and rain in the choices. Rain in, and oh channel them. I'm not very good at that. Um, okay. Are you, <laughs> I could talk about this all day, but are you ready for your quick fire round? Okay. Yeah. Okay, favorite Australian biscuit. What? What even isn't like? What even is an Australian biscuit? Favorite? No, I know that. I know that, but God, I don't even know any like a Tim Tam. But (laughs) I don't eat sugar because of autoimmune disorder. So let's say my favorite cookie is no cookie at this point. It's the ones that sit in my freezer where I hide them. So I won't eat them. And then my partner still manages to find them and eat them. All that is present, a flipping so. good answer. Um, what is your <laughs> favorite hot beverage of choice? Oh, I'm a flat white girl, but soy only. You don't want to be around me after a non-soy <laughs> TMI. Oh God. Uh, what, what would be one thing you'd get rid of in this world? Ooh, Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, this is supposed to be a fast fire round. Am I answering this very quickly? Nobody answers these quickly. They're everybody. Um, I just, I don't, I don't want to say this implies that, that, that there are people I would get rid of, which I don't know if that's necessarily the case, because I think if everybody, if everybody was able to parent, you know, their inner child that didn't get parented and was able to learn to control themselves and their emotion, which is obviously what I do, then I don't think we would have, a lot of the problems we have. But I think uh, my initial thought is like people who don't believe in science. Um, you know, like <laughs> I, I need people to, to believe in science, like the politicizing of, of science right now that's happening in yeah. some yeah. countries in the world is, yeah. is uh, yeah, 
is my, not on. My husband has some great t-shirts. He's a, he's a big They Might Be Giants fan and he's got these Believe in Science t-shirts and he can't call, talk to anyone who doesn't, so that's quite fun. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Vegemite or Marmite? Or neither? Ooh. Uh, look, I, I can... I, I would say Vegemite only because I have adjusted to its sort of Axel Grace-like qualities. <laughs> More so, but um, in a very, very, very thin, very buttery situation. I love it. it. Um, hot bath or hot shower? Bath. In fact, I got one out of one half an hour ago. Well done. Uh, favorite film? Yeah. Just one. Oh, I'm so not a film person. Actually, like, really love everything with David Attenborough in it. Like, okay. I'm one of those nerds who watch nature docos. Fair enough. Uh, one thing you'd like to learn, if you could, tomorrow? Ooh. Um, hmm. I sort of feel like I'm actively learning most of the things that I want to learn. Most of them are about business, and most of them are learned by doing business. So probably one thing I want to learn Probably a language, I would say, like improving my ability to, to speak some kind of language that would allow me to have a more fulfilling experience of life. Because obviously some languages have words that we don't, which is pretty yeah, cool. This is true. Um, were, were, were Kindle book or audio? Book. Yeah. Uh, yep. one, uh, one album that you'd have to listen to forever? Oh. Ooh. You know, I'm going to go like super old school and say Chicago and I couldn't tell you what album, but yeah, it just reminds me of my childhood. Good choice. Um, and one famous person alive or dead that you would have invited into your lockdown bubble. Oh, that's a big commitment. I don't know. Lockdown bubble. <laughs> Ah, uh, M- Michelle Obama's like my stock answer, but you know, I don't know. Do you want to hang out with, with her in your PJs? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think she'd be pretty fun. She'd be pretty good at, you know, she's got a good move on her. She's a good dancer. Yeah, yeah um, she does. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to say like, I'm going to just, can I, can I defer to like future me on that one? Yeah. Because yeah, the me that's like really has everything and can look back and be like, it's all gonna be fine. You're gonna kill it at every step of the way. That's the one I'd, I'd like to hang with in lockdown. Is in lockdown, I was like, well, I don't know. Some of this stuff is a bit dodgy. It's not good. Um, and one yeah. thing that brings you joy? Uh, just quiet moments, right? Like like I said, it's the it's the listening to the waves and the sand and the. Uh, the toes in the sand and I watch the sun come up every morning like this is this is these are the magical little moments of peace that make up a beautiful and fulfilling life this is true you are such a romantic hey my cynic self goes uh but no i totally agree with you i totally agree no i'm a, i have a secret inner cynic as well no, no no it's all good um kate rich thank you so much for joining us um tell me <clears throat> tell me what you're gonna go and do right now you know what i'm probably going to <laughs> do something super unexciting which is just go and sit on the couch and maybe make some food and chill and do nothing because I've had a, had a busy day yeah. and I'm an early bed, early bedtime girl. So well done. me too. Uh, go forth, go well, 
and I will probably see you at some point this week. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I'll see you on the gram soon anyway. See you soon. All right. Thanks, Jane.